Talk Radio, this is John Hennigan in studio. And, of course, we have the Grizz, uh, who is the mayor of uh, the City of Peace, La Paz, Baja, California, sir. Now a world-famous Hollywood actor and director. And uh, he's a, not only is he a, um, obviously uh, fishing is a huge part of what he does with all those radio shows, but... Uh, uh, but today we're going to be talking about hunting, and of course, Grizz is you know pretty much any game animal that you can think of. He's he's bagged more than a few. But I'm 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 interested and curious about pig hunting. I've never done it, and I've always wanted to do it. And this this well, would be feral pigs. Well, John, let's let's go back to the original. Uh, pig hunting. What happened and what started this back in the early 1960s, uh, they got an idea from Spain to bring in these Russian wild boar, as they called them. And they brought them in to Pennsylvania and they brought them in to Tennessee. And they brought them in for the purpose of hunting them because it was an animal could be killed all year round, they would eat anything. They were not a problem to control, and people wanted to shoot them. The Razorback, the idea of going out yeah. hunting these animals with giant tusks that could kill you and tear you up, the excitement, the movement, a new species to hunt in the United States, which has been going on for years and years in Spain. <laughs> and other parts of the European countries. Well, they brought these animals in, and it was a giant success. Uh, I think you could hunt one back in that time, if I remember correctly, like for $350. So, as a, as a as a charter guide or as a... Uh, as a preserve, a game yeah. preserve. Yeah. They were put on game preserve. They were high fence. Well, the neighbor started seeing his neighbor was working pigs, and uh, he says, well, I'm going to do it. And then the next guy down the road said, I'm going to do it. And the next thing you know, they had a, a, a big population of these Russian wild boar. Now, we're not talking about the feral hogs. So they kept on breeding them. Now, a pig has two litters a year. And they produce 8 to 12 piglets every litter. Wow. Now, that's a bunch of pigs being born every year. So, the object was not to kill the the sows, but to kill the boar. So, they kept getting this population, this population kept growing and growing. And now the farmers, it's costing more to feed the animals than they're making on the wild boar hunt. So they decided, well, whether they decided or whether they just did it, start letting them go. And the pigs, being pigs, they can live anywhere and eat anything, as long as they got water, started growing and population started growing and became a pest. 
Well, the other people, seeing this was working, started with the feral hogs, which a feral hog, it could be spotted black and white or whatever. It's a farmer's pig. And they started hunting wild boar, but they weren't the true Russian. Now, the reason is they have big tusks is they didn't go in when they were young and actually clip the tusk off. Because every boar grows giant tusks, and they would clip them off if they were going to raise them for food, or if they were going to raise them for a hunt, they wouldn't clip that tusk off, they'd let it grow, thus creating wild boar honey. And the same thing happened, the overproduction of them, the breeding, getting loose. Uh, can you imagine each sow has 24 uh, piglets a year, and you've got tons of them, and it started an overpopulation, and it's become a plague all over the United States. Mm-hmm. And they root, but the reason they root is to eat grubs because they prefer eating insects like worms and grubs and things, so they root looking for them. Thus, when it rains, it becomes mud holes, and they lay in the mud. The reason they get into the mud is actually because they do not have a lot of hair, so it protects them from the sun so they don't get sunburned, and also from the flies and the ticks. That's why they waller in the mud. Hmm. That's a little bit of a history about the two different types of pigs that we have, the feral and the actual true Russian boar, Mm -hmm. which doesn't exist much anymore because they've all been inbred. Oh. There's a friend of mine, John Kurskafer. He's a... he maintains grape vineyards, and they have a bit of a problem because the pigs like uh, grape plants. And uh, so, but but he had a business operating for a while where he was um, growing and harvesting pigs and selling them to the uh, um, uh, the game the preserve game preserves where you could go out and pay money. You know, about seven fifty or. So for a pig, it was a guaranteed, you know, it was a guaranteed kill. It's, but uh, uh, there's so much to talk about as far as many different ways that uh, these pigs can be taken. But um, those suckers can be mean. They are very mean. The boars are very, very mean. And let me tell you something, John. The sow with piglets, they'll take you and put you up a tree. <laughs> uh, they are very protective uh, of their of their kids, you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I was a, a freak for many years of hunting bear until I started hunting wild boar. And I've hunted wild boar, I think, in nine different countries. Wow. And almost... Every state in the United States that has them, and in, of course, all through Mexico, because they will attack. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess one one of the reasons that the attraction, I suppose, uh, when hunting pigs is that they are dangerous, and so it's, it's a real sport. So it's not like. Uh, 
You know, I mean, you know, you're hunting a a duck or a turkey; they're not going to attack you. It depends on what kind of duck. (laughs) (laughs) If you're hunting Donald, he will. (laughs) But no, but no, uh, they will attack you. And as you said, there's ways to hunt them. There's bow hunting, crossbow hunting, muzzle loading, rifle, shotgun, spearing them, and even uh, sticking them with a knife. I yeah, mean, you told me you told me that story where I don't know why you do it, but I don't know. You chased a pig down in, in Mexico, and it ran into the cactus, and you got down, did a low crawl into the cactus, and and uh, and uh, uh, got it with a knife. Yeah, well, what it was is we were on, we were chasing this boar, and we had, uh, I think, five dogs, and a, a pig will back in to uh, to protect his backside because the weakest side of a pig yeah. is, is his back. Oh, because he can't get around. Because on yeah. his shoulders, he's got almost like a giant talus mm. where it's very hard to penetrate, so he'll back in to protect his backside. And we were chasing him, and he backed into these prickly pear cactus, and there he was fighting the dogs off. Oh. We, I was on the other side, and I had a bowie knife. And my guy says, I bet you don't, can't stick that pig. Because <laughs> I couldn't thing, yeah. get a shot with the rifle because yeah. the dogs were going in and out. Yeah. So I took the thing, snuck right in on my belly. When he went to attack the dogs, I shoved it in between his ribs, yeah. and he fell dead. And I did do it. Yeah, and it's okay. all on film. Grizz, we're going to have to we're going to end this segment, but we're going to be back with you, and we're also going to be back with Tony from Two M Hunting uh, that uh, that hunts uh, wild game. We'll be right back with you on Fish Talk Radio. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we've been talking to Grizz about uh, pigs, in particular wild pigs and boars. And, you know, and Grizz was saying there's a difference between a feral pig and a wild pig. But uh, right now... We have Tony, and is it 2M Hunting? Is that right, Tony? Yeah, 2M Hunting. And uh, uh, he's actually, it turns out, he's just right up the road a piece from us, so maybe I'll get a chance to stop in there and visit with him. But tell us just in, in, a, in about 30 seconds about your operation, Tony. Well, 2M Hunting is a custom-guided operation. We run uh, hunts on a 50,000 acres of exclusively uh, private lands. Uh, we run, we do hunts for wild pig, deer, turkeys, tule elk, um, upland game, um, all in the pastoral central coast area of California. Oh man, I got to get to know you. <laughs> we have some awesome properties. Yeah. We're pretty lucky to fortunate. Well, to I, was, here. I was telling Grizz, it's something I've always wanted to do and have never done is hunt pigs. Because I, I like the way they taste. And uh, we also are talking about as being a game. They are mean. They are dangerous. And I think that adds to the the sportsmanship of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you get one crippled down in the brush, it could be pretty dangerous. But yeah. we try not to get into those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you hunt them? What what form do you hunt them? Uh, we the ranches we have, have are, are mixed with uh, with open country and trees and brush, and we do a lot of spot and stalking. We we figure out their patterns, figure out where they're bedding, and try to hunt them in between their bedding grounds and their feeding grounds. But it's mostly all spot and stalk. Uh, okay, because I've hunted them that way, and I've hunted them a lot with dogs. With dogs? Yeah, I hunted a lot with dogs. Yeah, 
Yeah, we don't. That's kind of a young man sport. Uh, we don't we don't get into that anymore. We we did a little bit when we were younger, but now we <laughs> we don't hunt with dogs. We do have a uh, a rat terrier that's a really good tracking dog. If we get one crippled or something, we can get him on him, and he'll get him bait up, and we'll get him caught. But um, we try not to do too much of the catching them with bay dogs and catch dogs and all that. Well, Grizz and I were talking a little bit about. Uh, pig hunting is is interesting because it really is quite a sport. Um, you know, people hunt them with uh, bows, crossbows, muzzle loaders. Uh, Grizz even got one with a knife, <laughs> but uh, uh, but I would imagine that that's not what you do. No, it's illegal to to, to get them with a knife. I, I believe it is with, with dogs, but. Um it's pig hunting is a great sport. It's open all year round, and uh, there's with the access we have, and we can get bow hunters or rifle hunters or pistol hunters on pigs virtually um, every hunt. We've we've had a hundred percent success rate so far this year. Every hunter has gotten gotten their pigs, and it's just a great sport for outdoorsmen who who can't you know when it's not deer season or upland game season or elk season or something, there's always time to go hunting pigs. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you do with the pig after you bring one down? Well, we've got a, um, we've got a walk-in at our, at our office and we'll, um, we'll skin them. And if it's, if it's a weekday and we can get them into the meat locker, we'll take them into the meat locker where they'll have them processed. If it's a weekend, we'll put them in our walk-in and then um, and hang them for a couple of days until uh, the first of the week or Monday morning where we can get them into the meat locker. Mm-hmm. But most of our hunters do uh, choose to take them to the meat locker, and they'll have them either cut up into steaks or stew meat or sausage. Mm-hmm. Some some of the hunters like taking them home themselves and, uh, and cutting them up themselves, but... Um, Generally, you know, it's about one hundred and twenty-five dollars to have a, a pig cut and wrapped. And oh wow, pretty, that's, that's pretty pretty reasonable. inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot if of you work. get into this, if you get into the sausage part of it, uh, it gets more expensive because if they have to case the sausage and all the seasonings and all that, it gets more expensive. But it's kind of a pay for what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What uh, What are some of your favorite cuts or or, or way to prepare pigs? Oh, I, I'm a big chili barley fan with wild pork. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like to cube it and uh, and just stew it and make like a chili barley or or chili Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I really I really like uh, the sausage. You know, you can make so take a wild pork and mix it with venison and make a really nice Swiss sausage. Wow. Or uh, Italian sausage. Uh, so it's it's really good. Some of the big boars. Are not uh, not a big fan of their meat gets to be a little more um, acidic type and has a different smell to it. Is that and because sausage is fine? But is, is that because they're older? Yeah, just big boars. I don't know what it is, but they stink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sows generally are always good to eat, and boars up to you know 150 pounds are are good to eat. But you, if you get one of them big 220 pound boars, it's a uh, it's, uh, it's less. I, I try to give that meat away to yeah. my workers or something. There you go. <laughs> so, and the uh, 
Uh, let's talk about different types of pigs. Uh, Grizz touched on it earlier in the in the show, but give us an idea of what you know what types of the pigs are out there. Um, you know, there's there's some you know that are not like the ones that uh, uh, former John uses, I'm sure. But uh, and then the, I guess the Russian uh, Ridgeback and some of those mm-hmm. are, are great for uh, for sport hunting. Yeah, well, we we have all sorts of pigs here. I think the basis of of the pigs started from a feral pig, and and then Russian boars were introduced in the area. I believe it was the Hearst Hearst family that in, mm-hmm. introduced them, and now so you'll see you'll get big. Big long nosed, long faced, um, black, solid black boars that are that are almost virtually 100% Russian. You'll get spotted pigs. You'll get brown pigs, black pigs, black and white pigs, red pigs. <laughs> There's the whole the whole gamut. But they've all got some of that Russian in them. And you'll you'll see like when you kill a a, a good sized boar, they've got an armor plating that goes basically from behind their shoulder up to the front of their shoulder that's about an inch to an inch and a half thick that is just a solid, like a cartilage to protect their vitals when they're fighting against other oh. boars. Yeah, we mentioned and, uh, that, but uh, uh, we've we got just about maybe three or four minutes, but uh, Grizz, I'm sure you've got some questions and some things to talk to Tony about. Well, yeah, I always talk about pig hunting, you know, there's always... Uh, he's uh, uh, spotting stock on it. I didn't do much of that. I did, like I said, I was run a lot of them with the dogs, and as the older I got, I couldn't run with the dogs anymore. So we used to do a horseback and having the dogs and and following the dogs on horsebacks or mules and everything that mainly down in Florida. Now down here in Mexico, uh, we do stock and spot, uh, you know, or spot and stock, excuse me, and find them out where they're going and mainly where they're drinking, find out where they're at and, and you know, sit and wait over them on a water hole and, and try to knock them off that way. Uh, here I don't see as well, you know, I've never seen one that I would call a Russian, everything we got down here that I know of are pharaohs, and... Uh, well, it sounds like you got a pretty good setup up there. You got a lot of hunters wanting to shoot pigs. Yeah, we 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 limit it. Um, we try to hunt uh, shoot about fifteen pigs a month. Um, we probably got more hunters than we have leases, so we we ha- we limit it and and basically book our hunters out a month ahead of time and and just keep it to where we hunt pigs about two to three days a week um, and try to keep the pressure down. The The ranch we have, the main ranch we have on is 25,000 acres. There's places on that ranch that we have not even been on in a month or yeah. two months. So it, what, uh, uh, what caliber now are, because I see all these assault weapon type things that uh, people are shooting pigs with. I've never hunted with one, but what's a common... Caliber and, well, and you, you know, it seems like right. everybody has a 308 semi-automatic, some kind of assault-looking gun. Um, typically, those are only good, you know, within 100 to 150 yards. We both carry Seiko 7-millimeter Remington Magnums. And, That's uh, what you're, I'm talking about. That's what I yeah. do. 
Yeah, a 270, a 7 mag, even something, you know, if it's a younger kid and they're shooting a 243, that's not a bad a bad round. Um, but, um, you know, we try to get all of our hunters into 150 yards to kind of make it a to where we're not crippling pigs or missing pigs and having to hunt, you know, for three days trying to get them their pig. We give them a, get them a really good opportunity, get them set up on, on shooting sticks or laying down prone on a, on a backpack. You get them a good shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you have, as long as you have wind, um, in your favor, you can get in close to pigs. Okay. They can't see good at all. They can smell good and they can hear good, but they cannot see. Uh, Tony, we're getting real close on time, but we want to hear more about 2M. Uh, can you give us in 30 seconds uh, a, a quick uh, way to get in touch with you and, and any, anything else you need to know, but well, it's be- make it quick. The best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website, which is 2mhunting.com. We have lots of testimonials on boar hunting, on California blacktail, tule elk, uh, turkey hunting. Um, go to the website. You can see all the pictures and, and uh, okay. testimonials. All right. Well, we've got to go. Tony, I have a strong suspicion we're going to have you on again in the near future. All right. It. Sounds all right. good. Thanks, Thank buddy. You. Take right. care, Chris. You're right. And listen to us on uh, fishtalkradio.com as many times as you want. The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. 
That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. All fish, Maple Lake, French Lake, Grand Lake, Cedar Lake, Pleasant Lake, Clear Lake, Bass Lake, Otter Lake, Goose Lake, Gull Lake, Round Lake, Bear Lake, Rice Lake, Sugar Lake, Mud Lake, Long Lake, and Lake, Swan Lake, and Lake of the Woods. Oh, I fish everywhere. You can fish from a boat, or you can stand on shore, or you can use a pontoon with carpet on the floor. You can sit upon a dock or wade out to a big old rock. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with the Grizz. And, uh, Grizz, you've been a busy, busy man. And you know, we don't want to, we don't want to give you a lot of accolades, but I was just like cruising the, the net and, uh, found a, um, Paloma's flight. And you're listed as an actor and producer, uh, with some very high powered Hollywood names in it. So, um, well, we're going to talk to, uh, uh, Brian now. Uh, about uh, soft-sided coolers, but uh, uh, you've been a busy guy. Well, I want to say one thing about before you introduce uh, Greg Bryan. Uh, all of, you're right, John. I've been completely out of pocket. I have not been able to be in contact with anybody for filming 23 days straight, plus another month before that of all of our uh, you know, setting up the sets and everything. But one thing I want to say, and I want to say this while Ryan is on there, the only cooler that we used filming was the his coolers, the AL coolers, the most famous actors you can imagine were drinking their water out of those coolers. They, we could throw them around in the packs with the camera equipment. We could throw them everywhere. Uh, we had them in cheeks. We had them under uh, the truck. We had them everywhere. Not one of them spilled a drop of water. Not one of us put us in any type of situation with the equipment or anything. And not one of them gave us warm water when we wanted cold water. So I have to say that, and I want him to hear that, because we put him through the test of filming almost two solid months now with beating, and excuse my language, the crap out of him, throwing him around and stuff. Grizz, you you mentioned something that uh, about the camera equipment. Those bags are uh, work great for keeping things well, hot Well, the thing of it is, John... They told me, as I was a producer, they wanted me to bring a big cooler. Uh, I brought a Pelican cooler, the big one. Uh, Pelican sent it to me a year ago, and I had it in the back of my Suburban. That lasted in there not even the first day. <laughs> because there was not enough room, and it was too balsam, it weighed too much, and we were having problems with the camera equipment and everything. It went out, set in front of my hotel, 
the whole time, and the big red cooler came out, and the big blue cooler came out, and that's what we, and then we had two smaller, uh, Brian can tell you what they are, six packs, or I don't even remember. They were the ones that were on sites with us. So, I mean, we couldn't even use a hard cooler. It was impossible. Well, the other thing, Riz, was that I was starting to say is that uh, they were great for keeping things hot and cold, but if you've got sensitive equipment or you want to protect things from uh, from the weather, from the water, and you need something that is uh, soft uh, to protect the equipment, you know, you can use it as an equipment bag. And it's funny well, that, you guys, that you guys say that because we've we've actually. Hi, Grizz, how you doing? Thanks, thanks for the compliment on our cooler. I'm sorry I butted into you, but I just had to say, Ryan, we use those things for everything. I mean, we're filling the water in them and we're laying them on the sides in the back of Suburbans with cameras that cost fifty, sixty thousand dollars on the top of them. Sometimes we're taking cameras off the gimbals and putting the gimbal inside the cooler so they don't get beat up. I mean, we beat the crap out of them, and they still look like new. I yeah, mean, we, we, we had actually, um, years ago, we had, like it was either Fox Sports or NBC Sports, someone come to us, and they wanted to use our cameras for camera bags because their cameras were getting stolen oh. because they'd have the camera bags and it would say Sony or it'd say oh, yeah. there, yeah. and they would know that there's an expensive camera in there. So they want our coolers to say nothing on there so they could keep them padded, and it keeps the camera at at an ambient temperature. You know, it doesn't get hot or cold because it stays there. So they use our... our you know, coolers to keep the cameras, you know, safe. So lots of different different ways to, to use our coolers. Well, you know, and then the other thing, Ryan, you got, that is just, I hate to use this words because this is what my grandma used to say, a cat's meow is that backpack. Yeah. Now, you're oh, on stage. Oh, by, by the way, um, uh, Brian, uh, this is unsolicited, and it's not fair to ask you on the air. But <laughs> when I was coming back from Mexico last time, uh, some overly aggressive uh, um, people, it, it actually, I was at the L.A. airport going through customs, and those bastards took my Oh, Johnny, can't say that word. <laughs> well, I'll say it. I mean, these guys are just like, are you kidding me? But uh, I said, no, you know, it's ours now. And I go, wait a minute. And they go, well, no, you had, uh, you know, meat or blood or something in it, and so we can't let it go through. And I go, come on, man, that's a $50 bag, and it cost me how much money to put, you know, to catch these ducks and put it in, and you're stealing it from me? He goes, oh, too bad, you know. And that's American. Uh, and, and, they go, and, and they said, so I said, well, what are you going to do with it? And they said, we're going to incinerate it. And uh, it's gone. And they go, oh, no, come on, really? So anyway, uh, my uh, what I'm leading up to is I sure could use another backpack. <laughs> I'm sure we could Those find a way to get you one. backpacks, dumb backpacks. Guys, if you're listening to this show and you want coolers, there's only one cooler. You can have your Yetis. They're nice. They're heavy. They're expensive. And they're pretty. But if you want something that really works, 
It is not big, bulky, heavy. Get one of these soft ones. They do the same job as an Eddie. Excuse me, Yeti. And excuse me, Pelican. But I have them both because both of them have given them to me. And they're sitting on my back porch because they don't do it. Now, if you need something that's going to work, and I don't care if you're going on a family picnic, I don't care if you're shooting a million-dollar movie, as we did. Or or you're out on a boat and they don't slide around. Or you're in a boat or you're duck hunting or whatever. These things work for everything. Well, let me let me interject. I was at West Marine, I guess, about two months ago, and apparently Yeti does make a soft-sided cooler, mm-hmm. and it looks like a quality piece of equipment. Uh, and and then they also um, sell the AO coolers, but the AO coolers were almost half the price. Yeah, we're about we're about half a quarter of the price, and we have a, a new cooler. Uh, coming out, we call it the hybrid cooler, which is kind of in between between the hard and, and the uh, soft cooler, and that'll actually be out in the, in about three weeks. Uh, it's kind of our premier uh, cooler, our flagship uh, that we're gonna uh, go towards and compete against the other higher end uh, coolers uh, that are out there now. Uh, so it'll be a little bit more expensive, but it'll still be half the price of. Uh, of uh, the uh, the Yeti cooler and yeah. stuff like that. Hey, not, to put, you know, not to put Yeti down. They have good equipment. Yep. But, but, uh, you know, depending on what you're doing and what you want it for, and if if price doesn't matter to you, then okay. But uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather have yours. Well, you're right, John Pelican and Yeti. They're both good products. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put them down for anything, but they're just not practical for the man on the move. Uh-huh. Yeah, with our backpack, like yours, saying that one comes in uh, real handy. Uh, a lot of people take that on a plane with them. Uh, oh yeah, when they're going on vacation. You can stuff yeah. it with all well, your cameras. Well, and well everything yeah. Well, not not, on, on. not only that. If you if you go to uh, if you're going on a trip and you know and, and you've only got about maybe twenty pounds of meat um, that you've frozen that you want to bring back, just do it a carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great way to do it, you know. And then you use it on your vacation for uh, a regular cooler and everything. Yeah, well, if you're a weak old man like me, those backpacks are a lot easier to bring to uh, carry around. <laughs> Good but, deal. Uh, yeah, you're uh, even uh, right, even on the uh, almost like that uh, Hollywood movie. We just made. You're getting on the credits for having those coolers. There. Really? It's oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah, we put we put uh, a special thanks. Well, not a special thanks, but in the in the uh, credit department, you know, we're putting the A coolers because they were just the best thing for everybody. Everybody was happy. Lee Stanley just said, "I got to have some of these." Uh, everybody, everybody that touched them, wanted them, and I had to literally, if, if they didn't have so much camera equipment to get on the plane when they left, I probably would have lost the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> they would have stole them because <laughs> they loved them so much. And, yeah, a, uh, a lot of the uh, sport fishing uh, boats are now uh, uh, getting our coolers, so when people go out fishing and stuff, they 
back at Gibraltar stuff, and they have the cooler on there, and then they uh, can bring yeah. back 50 pounds. So people fly down to Mexico. Yeah. You take our 36 pack, you can put 50 pounds of fish it in it. It works out perfect. And uh, bring it right back. It costs a lot less than, yeah. uh, than the hard cooler does. Yeah, we got to get them, we gotta get them uh, down there so people can just uh, um, process the fish, put it in, and, and carry it home. Yep. Anyway, we're going to have to get going, and... Um, I know that AO Coolers, it's AOCoolers.com, is that right, Brian? Yes, sir. That uh, you can find them at, I think you still have them at Home Depot, West Marine, and you know, yep. a lot of the fine retailers. Uh, yep. Or Academy Sports, best, Home best, Depot, best, West Marine. best thing to do is just uh, uh, give them a call and, and tell Brian that uh, you're a listener and you want a special deal. Nah, no problem. Anyone that calls up or uh, orders from us and stuff, we'll give them 10% off. <laughs> oh, fantastic. How about me? Okay, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We appreciate you tuning in.